you're we're talking by small community i mean like like a hundred people like yeah. very small mm-hmm. yeah if it's a group of five that have just you know made a discord and they call themselves the local community that's not a local community that's a small gang yeah they don't, exactly <laughs> they don't look to extort pokemon go players for their poker coins <laughs> exactly exactly no way tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. For TCG players, this crossover announcement is sure to be a wild card. Hey, all you Gallades and Gardevoirs, could you keep the synchro noise down? Nobody puts Fulbebe in a corner, but a Pokeball is acceptable. We'd like to publicly thank those that sent all those gifts so we didn't have to. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 178. It's February 12th. It's it's Saturday. I had to look at that twice. It's a Saturday (laughs) evening. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. How you doing? I am okay. Yeah, we are both fresh back from the fight that was Hopip Community Day. It is 6.19 p.m. Uh, I came home at about mm, 4.05-ish, a little bit early, so we get started on the show notes. And uh, Kyle was also home a little bit earlier as well. But we will talk about our experience once we get into the news, as we always do. Apologies, though. We are recording this after Hopip Community Day, and we originally thought we would have recorded beforehand, so we didn't set shiny goals, but we did with each other <laughs> prior to the day. So we will talk about that. But before we get into anything, anything at all, shout out to two patrons of ours. First of all, Shadow Prime, who increased their pledge. Thank you. Thank you very much. And secondly, to a new patron of ours, Lachlan, who is one of the duo of co-hosts over at the Spotters podcast. And if you haven't checked out since we last gave them a shout out, you absolutely should. That show is blowing up and it's it's wonderful. Their social media presence is A+. Plus all of that good stuff. So please, I will do my best to remember to put a link to that show again in the show notes. Y'all should go check them out because it's very unique to what the rest of us are doing in the Pokemon Go podcast space. So go check it out. All right. So, Mr. Kyle, we set some goals um, Mm -hmm. last week and some change that does not include the shiny goals, but let's go ahead and include them in these goals and pretend that we had set them prior since uh, we set them prior to the event. So might as well, right? Mm -hmm. So for you, Mr. Kyle... You wanted to get 1 million experience. How'd that go? I did not do that. You did not. Okay, no problem. It was like 800,000, so not quite there. (laughs) So close, man. So close. If I had mentioned it to you like three or four hours ago, you would have been like, I could probably find a couple of friends. Yeah, sure. Uh, 200,000 Stardust. I'd imagine that that's a no-brainer. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that that happened. No problem. Triple catch Stardust today was wild. (laughs) 45 eggs hatched. Let, Let me see. One second. Yes. Nice. The Lunar New Year research. Yes. Yes, I did that. Okay. Finish the Lunar New Year catch challenge. Yeah, yeah. I did that too. All right. And the Hisuian Voltorb research. Boy, you had a laundry list, man. (laughs) Yes, I did that one as well. Okay. And uh, your shiny goal that you communicated to me prior to the day starting today was 20 shinies. How did you do? I got 21. 
All right, that's right. We can't achieve too much. <laughs> then we got to raise the bar that much higher next time. It's more realistic. <laughs> keep it in, keep it in view. Right. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So that is. Oh my gosh, I have to count these up. You got six out of seven. Okay, that's not bad. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a very successful week for you. Congratulations. I'm I'm happy (laughs) for you. (laughs) One million experience. I did do that. I managed to have some good friendship pops today. 50 eggs. I did that as well. Two lucky trades. I did 10 uh, during this event with my sister. It was awesome. Uh, Catch challenge. I finished that today. 30 shinies. I did that. I got 37 today. So five out of five. All right. You are more ambitious than me, Kyle. So I feel like well, I'd like to think that that counts for something. So let's call it a tie. <laughs> I well, I guess it depends. Do we go by percentage or a number completed? You know what? We make the rules here. So I'm proposing that we call it a tie this week because seven things is nutty because <laughs> Chris doesn't like to lose. That's true. Well, actually, I, I won. I got five out of five and you got six out of seven if we're going on based on percentage. But if we uh, go based on number of things completed. I oh, well, yeah, but that's not. No, that's not. Who does that? <laughs> who in the right? No, uh-uh, absolutely not. OK, we've wait, we've wasted enough time. We've tread enough water. Let's dive into the news. Yo, what up? It's the news. OK, so first and foremost, Hop Hip Community Day just happened today. For us, it ended like an hour and a half ago. Uh, so, Kyle. You got your shiny goal. That was fantastic. Just a reminder for those listening at home, three times catch Stardust was the bonus. In addition to the usual suite of bonuses like lure modules lasting uh, for three hours, your incense lasting for three hours, things like that. There was also a slight addition, which we've never seen before. And this was very cool, where if you were in parks, a designated park area, like on the map and such, you would see an increased number of Skiploom, the evolved form of Hoppips, spawning, which is great for a few reasons. Uh, actually, it's great for one, only really one good reason. Increased Stardust per catch. Those things were like 1,500 Stardust a pop when you can oh, do it. Yeah. Now, the question is, right, that's great, but... Was it like super rare or something? And my answer to you is no, they were not. They were very plentiful. Very, very happy about it. I think I accrued around 700, 750,000 Stardust today. That's that's not bad. That's it's a not disgusting bad. amount, Kyle. It's a disgusting <laughs> amount. But yeah, there was that. And then also, I believe it was increased XL candies for catching Skip Plume in parks as well. Something to that effect. So, uh, Kyle, you played indoors today at an indoor location. How was your experience? Let's start with you. It was pretty all right. Nothing really special. Honestly, none of it stuck in my mind because I don't care about Hopip. I purely went through the motions because the increased Stardust. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> the The shiny rates were good. The spawns were good. I had no complaints. I wasn't in a park, so I didn't get to see the skip bloom spawning, but that's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's kind of about it, really. Yeah, uh, I was the reporter in the field when it came to the skip bloom spawns this time. I was sending Kyle some screenshots. He's like, yo, I'm a little jealous, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was great. My experience was pretty solid. The spawn rate was insane because it's kind of a common Pokemon. My initial concern for this retrospectively, when we talked about it last time, was that uh, Hopip was kind of a frustrating catching experience. And I found today that that was not the case for me. I remember Hopip being more frustrating to catch in the past. 
maybe because it's very unlike other types of catches, generally speaking. Uh, and once you get used to it, it's not so bad. But uh, I kind of settle into a groove pretty easily because, you know, I just sort of like unfocus my eyes and let the and let the spirit of Arceus take me over when I'm playing Pokemon <laughs> Go. But Kyle does not let that happen. He has to be present in the moment. And so how was your catching experience? Did you get used to it after a while or was it kind of frustrating throughout? It was fine. Honestly, I didn't have any issues catching them for the most part. Landing excellent throws consistently is a different story, but sure. it's certainly not the most difficult Pokemon to catch. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so I, I somewhat take back that statement from before. It's not nearly as bad as I remember it being like a Swinub or perhaps a Zubat. <laughs> but I would say that I had a good time. My park experience was great, too. But I think even without that, it really was not that bad. Uh, the bonus was solid. The, the research was good, too. I got that ticket. Kyle, you did it as well, I'm assuming. Yeah. And it was it was fine. Yeah, I will stand on the hill that Hoppip is still one of the worst Pokemon to give a community day to. Mm -hmm. And that's that. My only complaint, Kyle, is that shiny Hoppip, the leaves don't change. So it's just all green all yeah. the time. Which is a shame because shiny jump bluff is really good. Like yeah. the, the yeah. pollen changes colors. And that's a massive positive. And it's, it's also a pink is shiny pink right Do yeah they're, they're both the both the evolutions are pink yeah 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 poor old poor old hop up hmm anyway uh let's get on to the rest of the news then we've got two pieces of news here the first one is rather short but it's kind of exciting depending on who you are what you're interested in announcing the pokemon go tcg pokemon go expansion trainers <laughs> this summer a collaboration between the pokemon trading card game and pokemon go will be released the Pokemon TCG Pokemon Go expansion will feature cards themed after the popular mobile game. You can get an early look at the expansion's package design below. Uh, you can visit the link in our show notes to take a look yourself. More details will be released soon, so be sure to check back for the latest updates. For more information about the Pokemon trading card game, please visit the official Pokemon TCG website. And I do believe it is PokemonTCG.com. So go take a look. See, you can get a sneak peek at some like the arts on a few of the cards and things like that and sort of get your brain going on what your speculation might be about the other cards. I've heard a lot of really fun uh, rumblings about this on socials and in discord chat and stuff like that. They're like, are we going to see AR shots for the for the art in the card? Are they going to have, you know, a, an artistic rendering of famous Pokemon Go moments like the Mewtwo uh, popping out of the egg in you know Times Square, things like that. Uh, Kyle, do you have any theories about which way this might go? I think it's so weird in general as to not have very many theories because for those who don't care too much about the TCG, the artwork on the cards are usually really good, especially on the rare cards. And I don't think anything of from Go is on that caliber to use on a card you'd have to update it to the point where it's not really from go anymore for it to fit in with the rest of the trading card game yeah i would agree too i i would i would probably argue the route of an artistic rendering of important pokemon go moments right like you know the the first lukia raid in downtown chicago and things like that but i don't think there's enough of those particular moments as cool as they were to make an entire set around and I don't yeah, think I don't, a mismatch between 
artist drawings and AR shots is good either. And I don't think we know how many cards are in this set yet. So it could be like a really, really tiny baby set, like, you know, 60 cards or something. We we don't know until we get to the summer, I guess. <laughs> Let's see. Do you think we'll see a reprint of the Professor Willow card or no? Probably. I, I imagine so, obviously, without yeah. the code on it and all that. Right, right. Or they'll do another unique Willow card. They might. Uh, I mean, he is already Professor's Research, which is probably what it would be um, anyway. So who knows? But uh, you and I are not TCG players. Uh, I just really like the cards. They're very pretty. <laughs> they look great. So uh, we'll move on from there. The next and last piece of news is kind of a big one. And it's also old news to many of you because <laughs> this event started on the 7th, I believe, or the 8th. Uh, it was Thursday, but the Valentine's Day event. So when is this happening? Well, it's, it is happening. It's ending rather soon. This upcoming Monday, February 14th, Valentine's Day at 8 p.m. local time. Pokemon Go debuts. Uh, Flobebe, Floet, and Florges make their debuts in Pokemon Go. These Pokemon come in five different colors, red, yellow, orange, blue, and white. Flobebe can evolve into Floet with 25 Flobebe candy. Floet can evolve into Florges with 100 Flabebe candy after you earn 20 hearts with it as your buddy. I saw some people online having some issues gathering hearts, but I haven't for a while. So I'm hoping that that's been resolved. If it was a problem at all. Bonuses for this event. It has been two times lure module duration, two times catch candy, and your buddy will bring you items more often. Pretty rad. Global challenge. Kyle <laughs> and mine's personal nightmare scenario <laughs> we had to send gifts 70 million of them globally so it wasn't so bad and then if we finished that within the event time whatever remaining event time there was it was going to be a bonus of three times transfer candy that is a great reward and thankfully everybody else did the hard work for the rest of us lazy bones uh kyle and myself counted kyle said he's given zero i've given like 20 something like that which is not a lot based on the numbers i've seen now <laughs> my friends list on the today view uh but for those of you that did give gifts especially if you pushed hard thank you from the bottom of our hearts uh you've you've saved us some time that we would otherwise not like to have spent <laughs> but yeah the three times transfer candy bonus was live pretty quickly because globally we knocked it out of the park as a community so great job there's also a new form change that was introduced with this event for the duration of the Valentine's Day event, you'll be able to change your natural form furfru, furfru to heart trim furfru. Reminder that it takes like 10k stardust and some candy to do that. So it's a little bit of an investment for solely uh, aesthetic change. And that's it. There were not one, but two collection challenges, and my heart did sing. The event will feature two Valentine's Day-themed collection challenges. Complete the collection challenges to encounter a female frillish and a male frillish. Uh, that's great. So your total should now be 31 of these on your medal if you've done them all. <laughs> Special attacks. Evolve Curlia during the event to get a Gallade or Gardevoir. I believe that is based on the gender of the Curlia. That will know the charge attack synchron noise. And also during this event time, if you raid either of those, they will also know synchron noise. <laughs> mm -hmm. We'll learn more about synchron noise later, so I'm not going to touch on it uh, on it now. Uh, wild encounters. 
the ones out in the wild. You've probably seen them. They're big pink in the way, doing things. Chansey, all over the place. Quite a few of them. I've seen a lot. Plusle, Minin, Volbeat, Illumize, Love Disc, Woobat, Red, Blue, and Yellow Flabebe. These are the regional variants. There's two other colors. We'll get to those in a second. But you can find the red ones in Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. The blue ones are spawning in Asia Pacific, and the yellow ones were for the Americas. There's also natural form Frufru in the wild, Miltank, Odno, Alomomola. Odno and Alomomola both give bonus Stardust, right? I'm not making oh, that up great. for Alomomola. Yeah. I caught an Odno today, and it was worth 14,000 Stardust yeah. for Community Day. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But the remaining two colors, white and orange Flabebe, they're available anywhere in the world, but they are exceedingly rare based on the text that they gave us. You know, if you're lucky, trainer. That sort of stuff. Uh, Raids also got a slight shakeup in Tier 1, Miltank, Roselia, Odno, and Furfru. Tier 3, Nidoqueen, Queen, Nidoqueen, King, Lickitung, Gardevoir, and Gallade. I love those. If you think too hard about it, you make some weird connections. <laughs> Tier 5, Registeel with Zap Cannon. And Mega is, of course, Mega Houndoom. Field research task encounters are comprised of... This is a weird assortment of Pokemon. Pikachu and Eevee? <laughs> love Disc. Okay, Ralts, uh, Frillish, both of those forms, Alumamola and Spinda with a heart pattern. I found one in the park today, one of those tasks. I'm very lucky. <laughs> You're like, yes. Uh-huh. I was like, awesome, easy mode. Let's go. Uh, new avatar items, stickers, and bundles were also available in the shop. Go take a look if you're interested. If it's still live, of course, by the time you're listening to this. <laughs> All right, Kyle, there's a, a surprisingly large amount of information with this valentine's day event especially since it only ran from a thursday to a monday it changed literally everything um except for eggs so how was your experience with this event been did you enjoy it did you not i'm kind of neutral i think there's some good shinies to look for here more odd no and a mola spawning are great it's got a new pokemon what's there not to like even if i don't particularly like flabebe personally but we'll get to that a little bit later i suppose the real winner i guess is the two times catch candy i used that to my advantage for hop of day and i got like three thousand something <laughs> hop of candy and yeah. now i have like 250 hop of tagged for evolution when we get another spotlight hour i actually use the tags everybody listening from the discord i did it i i actually did it i don't believe you I, I will post a screenshot. Okay. <laughs> okay. Darn empirical proof. <laughs> well, okay. Interesting. So it's a shame that you're not a big fan of Flabebe. It doesn't really appeal to me either, but a new debut is always fun. And getting, getting new regionals is cool. It's cool for this one in particular because we all share the dex entry. So that's nice. Uh, but yeah uh, oh here's a question for you that i sort of had before the show mm-hmm. isn't it weird that they waited until this event for this pokemon when they could have done a pikmin bloom launch tie-in event with this colored flowers it seems like a no-brainer to me yeah but that's if you want to have the connection between the two games i suppose it's just a celebration of a launch of one of their other products you know but, yeah, but, you know, you got to get the Pokemon company behind it, too. Even if that's true. Nintendo owns Pikmin, you know, 
Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's true. Just, I was like, huh, it seems like a missed opportunity, but maybe there was too much red tape that that could be the case. It, it is funny to see them bring back Synchronoise considering all of its um, shortcomings, but it's really cool to see them putting special attacks in for events to give people chances to evolve like this or, or chances to get these moves and such. Yeah. Although I think this is now the second time we've got Synchronoise outside of the community days. Yeah. So kind of waiting for other moves still. Yeah. Or a change to Synchronoise, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. But this event gets a pass for me, regardless of anything else, because it had two collection challenges. So thank you very much, Niantic. It was also only, you know, four days, five, five days, whatever. Yeah. And I think the collection challenge was four or five a piece. It was very short. Four, and I am apparently still missing Illumize. I have not seen a single one. No way. All Volbeat all day. I'm not even kidding. Oh, my gosh. Well, did you have an incense on? I did. I did. I don't know what to tell you. Do you currently have an incense on? Uh, not at the moment. Oh, okay. but my, well. my phone's close at the moment. Oh, look at you, responsible podcaster. Yeah, uh, at least you have like another day to really kind of take a look for. Actually, yeah. you got two days because it ends at 8 p.m. on Monday, uh, yeah. which is nice. But that about wraps up the news. And by about, I mean, that is it that we did talk about everything we came here to talk about news wise. Uh, yep. So without further ado, I suppose, Mr. Kyle, are you ready? It's gear up time. This week on gear up, we're going to talk about acrobatics. Just real quick. It's a new move that got added. It's a flying type move. First off for PVE, 100 base damage, 100 energy. Not good. <laughs> it's not very good at all. It's not horrendous if it's the only option, but it's not good. <laughs> the only benefit it has is that it's a very fast charge move to happen. It only takes 0.6 seconds to go off, which means you can dodge sooner. But let's be honest, who's dodging unless you're two manning a raid? <laughs> and if you're two manning a raid, why are you bringing a jump bluff? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that's the case, you're probably not using uh, acrobatics. Right, right. And unfortunately, flying typing is kind of just lacking in Go. We have Sky Attack, Moltres, and Evital, and that's like about it. You can use a Honchkrow if you want to, obviously. Braviary is okay. But let's be real. If you're going to use a flying type, there are generally other types that do much more effective damage. But it's a new move, which means that in the future they could give it to other Pokemon because there's no way this is just going to stay on Jump Bluff. It would be kind of silly if it did. Just looking at the main series games and Pokemon that can learn acrobatics, it's a large list, by the way. A lot of non-flying Pokemon can learn acrobatics infernape comes to mind infernape can learn it there i yeah. mean i didn't even bother looking at the rest of the list i only looked at the flying types because the rest of them is a whole different ball of wax to figure out whether it's viable in terms of pvp oh yeah absolutely but also this move is is missing a key part of it that is from the main series games right yeah in the main series games acrobatics gets a large damage boost it's like double the damage if you don't have a held item and kind of surprised they didn't like compensate its damage here to make it worthwhile or give it something 
different in terms of energy costs or something like that because 100 damage 100 energy it's it's just very bland mm-hmm. even for pvp it's it's not a very compelling energy to damage cost but some of the people that can get acrobats in the future are those like talonflame evital and tornadus unfortunately just comparing acrobatics in the vacuum with other flying types, it's still just not good for PvE damage. Hurricane, which is another common one, Evital has it, for example. I don't believe Tornadus has it. I didn't double-check that one. I'd be surprised if it didn't. Rayquaza has Hurricane, for example, but Bravery. Rayquaza cannot learn acrobatics. And Hurricane is just better than acrobatics. It's 110 damage for 100 energy. But it does take a little bit longer to occur. It's like 1.2 seconds instead of 0.6 seconds. So when you see damage calculations, technically acrobatics comes out ahead. But that's not going to matter for like 99.9% of people doing raids. And the fact that Hurricane has 10 more damage is going to matter more. You know, I'm looking it up right now uh, to interrupt really quick. The list, the comprehensive list of Pokemon that can use Hurricane um, there's only three by default that can learn it in their moveset. That's Dragonite, Shift Tree, and Whimsicott. And by level up, it's a small group, but there's a large pool for TMTR, but it's mostly on Pokemon that I don't think it would be exceptionally good on to begin with. Um, but Evatel is in that is in that group, right, for Hurricane. Uh, Drompa is a <laughs> notable <laughs> addition there. Uh, but in the other one, the by level up, you'll, you know, like the... There's Gyarados can learn it. Uh, Pelipper, Tornadus is on that list, and so is Therian form. So to answer your question, yes, Tornadus can learn Hurricane, but only by level up, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and so that's better than Acrobatics. So if they mm. don't have it in Go, I'd rather see them get Hurricane, probably. Sure. I could get behind that, too. But for PvP, is it's a lot more complicated, and I'm not going to go into the details except to say that it's okay acrobatics is an okay move there are some much much better breakdowns of why it's good and where its uses are but for the most part it's a slight improvement or a side grade to using energy ball and it comes with the downside of using double flying charge moves because you need to keep aerial ace because the energy costs on jump off are just not great in terms of charge moves so today during community day, I had a chance to meet up with just happenstance because we all kind of play in the same park area, a uh, friend of the show, Terry Wolf and friend of the show who's been on the show before as well in the past, legendary Moo, one of our wonderful mods. Uh, and I was asking them if it had any play in PVP at all because I didn't think so. And uh, I walked away from that conversation understanding that that acrobatics was better than aerial ice in this case because bullet seed, the other exclusive move that jump Luff got today was really good at generating energy. Well, then this is, this is great because I was reading an article on the Silk road that was actually, I'm sorry, it may have been a uh, go hub. Now that I think about it, that went over the math of how much energy bullet seed generates and because it generates 13 energy per use it puts you in an awkward situation where when you use a certain combination of moves you wind up with one energy short of being able to use oh an rough. acrobatics because of that sure and so 
you have to f- use a full another bullet seed and then you're now three turns behind it's like one and a half seconds or something Jeez. like that see that's the that's the underbelly of being good at pvp that i don't ever want to actually yeah. seriously hop into it's very interesting to hear and i can understand and appreciate it but i'm never <laughs> oh you won't catch I'm, me on yeah, that forum i'm never no, gonna no. remember any of that information but no. it shows no. that there's a lot more info going on back there with how you can use something like a jump pluff. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. That said, there's just one last note I want to have on Synchronoise. We mentioned it earlier. Synchronoise is bad. <laughs> how bad is it? <laughs> Don't actually evolve a Gallade or a Gardevoir to get Synchronoise unless you are doing it for collection purposes. For those who don't know, you maybe weren't around or you just don't remember. Right after Ralt's Community Day, Psychic got a buff. And it got a buff that made it just enough better than Synchronoise that Synchronoise wasn't worth having anymore. And here we are like a year, two years later, maybe a little bit more than that now. And it's still not buffed at all. <laughs> so I also thought that so Synchronoise is much worse than Psychic for sure. So on Gardevoir, no. But I, I thought that there was like a little bit of play on Gallade because Gallade couldn't learn Psychic unless I'm mistaken. Uh, hang on. I'm. I'm pretty sure Golade can learn Psychic. We will double okay. check real quick. Yeah, because I, I remember some people being like, but I got it on my Golade, so that's fine. I took it off my Gardevoir, like whatever. Like I remember that person. Nope, nope. <laughs> Golade can learn Psychic. Okay, well, that person was wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, great. So then Synchronoise, see you later. Yeah, it's a, catch uh, it, psychic, catch you later. psychic is just objectively better than Synchronoise. It's kind yes. of hilarious. Yeah, Psychic is historically a very strong move in all pokemon games anyway so that's fine with me in my book yeah but i do feel bad for synchronoise <laughs> yeah it, it needs a buff it deserves a buff it does so in quick summary acrobatics it's not good it's not going to be good on anybody it goes on but it does have some small uses in pvp and i bet you there's some pokemon out there that would make use of it that are not flying types that are a much more difficult conversation to have and synchronoise is bad only get it for collections aye aye sir and now it's time for the poke lore all right okay are you ready kyle i'm excited i've been oh, waiting with bated breath this entire time okay. i love it when we cover a pokemon that one of the two of us or better yet both of us can't stand in this case it's just the one of us i'm sorry you're at a disadvantage <laughs> but this week Rather predictably, we're going to be covering Flabebe and Floette, the single bloom Pokemon, and Florgis, the garden Pokemon. So first up is Flabebe. Flabebe is usually seen holding the yellow stigma of a flower called a fairy flower in the anime. The flower has three stamens and rounded petals that can be red, yellow, orange, blue, or white. It also has a short green stem with three small leaves. Its crown is made from the flower's pollen, which has healing properties. Flabebe can control and draw power out of the flower, but is unsafe without it. However, it will continue searching until it finds a flower that it likes. The anime has shown that if one of the petals on a Flabebe's flower falls off, it will be unable to float around. According to Professor Oak's Pokemon Holocaster and Gherkin in a festival reunion, the white flower Flabebe is rare and difficult to find, which tracks. I guess also the orange one is too. Uh, there is a big deal with this Pokemon and uh, black and white, right? Or is it the next one? The, no, the it's in Fluette. X and Y. X and Y. Is it Floette or Flabebe? I can never remember. I'm pretty sure it's it's Floette. Yeah. No. Yeah. 
No. It's Flabebe. I'm pretty sure it's Flabebe. Okay. One of these, but one of them, uh, pretty, <laughs> we're pretty sure it's Flabebe, I guess. Yeah. It holds a really pivotal role in the narrative of the X and Y story. It's pretty cool. Uh, Floette's the evolved form of Flabebe. Floette also holds a flower with five rounded petals that can be red, yellow, orange, blue, or white. The flower has three yellow stamens and a long green stem with a single leaf. A more gorgeous flower contains more power for Floette. It flutters around and cares for flowers by giving its own power to them. If the flowers of a well-tended flower bed bloom, Floette celebrates with an elegant dance. However, it will never forgive anyone who tramples a flower bed. <laughs> they get you while you're sleeping. Watch out. Watch out. And lastly, and arguably least, I'm just kidding. Florgis is just such a, oh, such a different direction for the design, in my opinion. Uh, Florgis can live for several hundred years and devotes its life to protecting gardens. It lives in beautiful flower gardens that can control the flowers it grows. It also gains power by basking in the energy emitted by flowering plants. In the past, it was asked to create flower gardens for castles. Stats really quick. Max CP at 40 of 32.34 for Florges. And at 50.36.57. These are actually not bad, to be super honest with you. 186 stamina, 244 defense, and 212 attack. Also, not bad statistics, just maybe not the right numbers in the right places. Best move set. You're going to want to take Vine Whip oh, uh, and God. pair it with Disarming Voice <laughs> and Psychic. Psychic is just too good. We don't care if it gets stabbed. <laughs> so, Kyle, any any love at all for this family? Do you like Florges? I mean, it is so different from the other two. No, I like Flabebe. I like the first evolution and that's it. I don't like Floette and I don't like Florges at all. I feel like Floette is just Flabebe Plus. But it's it's worse. You think so? Yeah, because it's now bigger and it's holding the flower. Whereas Flabebe, despite it holding on to the stamen, it feels like the flower is part of the Pokemon. So it's like what? Like it, it got too big for the flower and it needs to hold on a different way until it becomes the garden Pokemon? Yes. Okay, I can get behind that. I understand. I understand. I don't really have a lot of feelings for or against this Pokemon. I think it's cute, of course. It's fairy type. It's fun. I like the concept, but no particular love. Although X and Y is a sort of a blur for me personally. I'm not really overly <sighs> familiar with what happened in that game. It. I loved X and Y. It's been a while, and I was in college when that game came out. So a lot of stuff has happened since then. But yeah. I liked X and Y a lot. It was the first time I'd ever paid attention to IVs or EVs in a game. So it's because the game made it so easy to do it. Ah, yeah, yeah. I remember enjoying the games. I just don't really remember anything concrete about the story. Other than it being very different than every other Pokemon game story. There was something about a 3,000-year-old dude yeah. who had a Flabebe, and he was in. he was looking for something... And he was also gigantic, and they never really explained why he was like nine and a half he's feet old. tall. Because he's old. That's not a good explanation. It's like a, yeah. it's like a tree. You know, you cut down a tree, you got the rings in there. If you uh, cut that man in half, it is a big dude. Big dude. Yep. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know why either. Also, he was wearing like modern clothes, like a knit cap, like long hair. He looked like the Pokemon universe's version of Slash. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but a little bit more bummy. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Okay, well, that's the end of Pokalore. I hope that you're all enjoying your Flabebes and Floettes and Florchises and uh, in their array of different colors. So with that, we're going to roll into the Pokepoll. So last week's Pokepoll was, what has been your favorite event, either live or remote, of all time in Pokemon Go and what made it so special? First response is from Sarah Amanda. They said, Trappage Community Day, because who doesn't like an event where only their favorite Pokemon is spawning? But less generically, Kanto Tour was a lot of fun, mostly because it's the only big Pogo event I've played together with my sister. I'm planning to invite her for Johto Tour. That'll be really fun. Kyle and I have we were just talking about how we need to figure out what we're doing for <laughs> Johto Tour, because it's going to be awesome. You know what I'm really thrilled about? It's only one day. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's only one day. Um, and not that I don't want two days, but I don't want to want two days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want two days. Yeah, no, it'll be fun for us to meet up for just the one day and then be able to live our lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, thank you for the response, Sarah Amanda. This next one is from Zizzy B. My answer is the very beginning. This was the first game that got me up and out of the house. And my sister and favorite cousin were playing, too. It was the first time the three of us had played a game together since we were kids. It felt pretty magical. Yeah, yeah. I think we all can agree and appreciate that on some level. Yeah, that's awesome. Next one's from Chelsea. And they said, this is a pretty easy one for me. Kanto tour. Aside from the obvious Kanto Pokemon, it was a week after my brother started playing during the third UK lockdown. He wasn't sure he'd do it, but in the end, he decided to embrace it. We started off the morning in the kitchen before moving to my room because my youngest sister had online dance classes in the living room. I had it set up with drinks and snacks for all. We had a little Aww. station set up around the room with chargers, and I had the original series of Pokemon ready to go on the TV. Later in the day, we all ventured out in the car to drive around and battle some of the trainers. That was the first time my brother downloaded the game onto his phone rather than playing on my old iPad. It's special to me because as we've gotten older, I'm 29 and my brother is 25. We've not done as much together as we used to. So it was really nice to have that time. The second would be Trappage Community Day. I met another player a couple of community days before as we were playing in the same park and we kept bumping into one another walking around the local area. This time we crossed paths right at the start and decided to play the three hours together. My dad was recovered from a cancer operation at the time, and it was so nice to have somebody to take my mind off it and play with. She said she thought our local community played at another park, and so off we went. We walked in. It was packed with players everywhere. First time I'd seen anything like it. It was a pretty magical moment. Well, that's just great. It's, I, I love to hear the stories, especially about family members. I wish I could get my family to play with me. <laughs> Absolutely. Same here. I'm very lucky that my sister likes to play and things like that but she she's also just uh, generally speaking a very busy human being so uh we we get some yeah. few days and then she's like oh i've got work and things like that because she keeps busy but it's just it's just awesome the the very like natural organic experience of running into somebody like hey are you also are you also a nerd like me you were playing pokemon <laughs> go oh cool cool because for like gamers like us right 
for, for most people, I would assume that this might be one of the first experiences they've had like that, right? That social connection interaction, then walking to another place that's filled with people just like it. That's it's got to be a great feeling. Really mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that response. The next and last one is from Nine Thistles. Hey, fellas, my answer to the poke poll is Larvitar Community Day. Don't get me wrong. My first go fest was a magical experience in Canto Tour as well, but I will always remember Larvitar Day fondly. So will we. The day started out overcast, and right before Community Day started, it began to rain heavily. And yet, the entire Pogo community here was still out and about, hiding under trees and buildings and small knots of people, huddling together in the open to protect each other's phones, trying our best to do it all in spite of the weather. I had brought Ziploc bags for the express purpose of keeping my phone dry. Yes, I was still able to play through the bag, even when it wrinkled, and was handing them out to others. I think we're lucky no one got sick from being soaked for three hours. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> what a response. That reminds me of our GoFest experience. Oh, my God. Uh, the one where we, <laughs> we all had to evacuate the park. And so we all just went across the street and all played in the city. Yeah. And then came back. Ugh, what a time. I feel like a lot of Pokemon Go players have a story of playing in the rain. Yes. And yes. like, how can I overcome this so that I can keep playing? And let's talk about the pro uh, gamer move and pro tip of putting your phone in a Ziploc bag in order to protect it from water damage. Yep. That's a good one. So uh, everybody at home, write that one down. You might need it. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for that response. Nine thistles. It was great. This week's Pokepole is what real life event or holiday do you think needs a Pokemon Go event based on it? What would that event be like? I'm trying to think of holidays that don't have a lot of representation in Pokemon Go, like Halloween and, and uh, you know, the holiday season at the end of the year, like around Christmas and Hanukkah and such uh, has a lot of really great events around it, too. We have stuff around uh, the Equinox, right? We have all sorts of things. So what's missing right now that we feel like needs some love? Maybe like a St. Patrick's Day one all green pokemon for like a week i'd be super down for that yeah saint patrick's day is not bad because it Um, also has to be somewhat global you know or so important to your culture that we all know about it even though we don't practice it like yeah i mean the the tough part is like what i mean i feel like summer is the one that's lacking technically here mm -hmm. but what no holidays happen in summer i mean in america we have the fourth of july we have independence day so that's something but can't really have a go event around that no i feel like that's also just like too america centric as well and it's also too small even even in that yeah instance like okay so and i and i don't mean this with any of the negative stigma attached to it right in comparison to a holiday like dia de los muertos which is tied to uh it's tied to culture right Jan- uh, July 4th, Independence Day, isn't tied to culture. It's tied to like uh, a country. So it comes across as slightly nationalistic in comparison mm-hmm. to to a Dia de los Muertos. Do, do you think that's an accurate read? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. OK. Yeah. Because that one also came to mind, too. And I was like, what can we even do about that? I have no idea. Hmm. <laughs> um, I think St. Patrick's Day is a good one, in my opinion. M- midsummer. That's a. That's a summer holiday that that could be celebrated. 
Don't we do this summer solstice already, though? So sometimes, mm-hmm. not not every time, though. That's true, man. I want I want more adventure week. Is what I want. Daylight savings time event. Oh my gosh! I don't know how you here. do it, especially because <laughs> none of the rest of the world celebrate does it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be uh, antiquated uh, farm scheduling day, yeah. and uh, yeah, that works. I'm going to go with St. Patrick's Day because that's relatively global. And I think green Pokemon would be really awesome. Uh, you could have increased lucky rates and stuff like that, too. There's a, gr- a bunch of great things you could do with it. I think I'm going to go with the solstice like proper then. I don't know. I personally don't think we've had big events around it. They just do things that coincide with the solstice. So yeah, I mean we've well, what we've seen like, Soul Rock and Lunatone, yeah, they like switching, swap. yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I would love to see that built out more. It's kind of like a nice little milestone in the middle of the uh, calendar year, right? Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Uh, anyway, dear listener, if you have an answer to the question, what real life event or holiday do you think needs a Pokemon Go event based on it, and what would that event be like? You can answer that question when we post it on Twitter. If you're a patron of ours, we have an entire channel dedicated to it. You could also send us a voicemail by calling 262-586-7717. Or if you're so inclined, you can always send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We've got one other thing between us and the email slash voicemail section. And it is the PvP corner segment with Fish and DeFi E. This week, they're going to be covering a deep dive into Love Cup, which has been active for the entirety of this current event. Uh, in addition to several other things, as always. Over to the two of you. Hi, I'm Fish on a Heater. And I'm DeFi 250 And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that didn't get any Valentines this year. DeFi, what is going on in <laughs> PvP? People are going to send us Valentines now, Fish. <laughs> please do. Please send us a Valentines message. I choo choo choose you. that's so cheesy i love it all right what's going on in pvp so taking a look go battle day the last one of the season has happened already mine did not go so well i tried to do some sets i got some awesome rewards but i just i couldn't find (laughs) the matches i was looking for so i ended up losing quite a few points i'm still hopeful though maybe before the end of the season, I can hit Legend. If not, that's okay. There's always next season. How about you? Yeah, I had a pretty similar experience. Um, I feel like oh, just the the last week or so, uh, I just haven't been getting into the groove of, of battling. I feel like I've forgotten how to PvP. I don't know if... I'm sure you've felt like that before. It's, it's happened to the best of us. But yeah. maybe, Fish, the power of love... Specifically, the power of the Love Cup might help you remember. (laughs) We will be talking about the Love Cup later in the segment, but that is the current uh, meta right now in PvP, Go Battle League, along with Master League and Master League Premier Classic, which is something else I really want to try. I really liked uh, Master League Classic. The only added twist is now I can't use Legendary. So that Lugia I powered up, I cannot use this time. But before we talk about Love Cup, let's have a quick self-check-in. DeFi, have you started any tournaments? How have you been going with your preparation for Guardian Cup? 
I'm going okay. I did my first battle and lost, but it was really, really close. I'm telling you, Fish, Dragonite and Steelix I know. are on every team. Every team. All of them. And there's, like, not many people bringing, like, Pokemon that can beat both comfortably. Like, Empoleon is a big one. But like like we discussed last week, uh, Empoleon brings its own kind of challenges uh, as well as like hip out on is another one that beats both um, that that can struggle in a lot of other situations so yeah it's it's hard to bring something that counters that core without leaving yourself open to other problems so we mentioned empoleon and Hippowdon, but a couple other pokemon that you might want to take a look at polyrath and primeape both have win conditions against Dragonite because they both have access to Ice Punch. And then obviously both beat Steelix because they are both fighters. So that could be another potential option. If you go to sylph.gg slash cup slash guardian, you can see the current cup stats. So it's a live source of data that shows what people are registering for their guardian cups and of course like we mentioned number one and number two are steelix and dragonite but there are other pokemon that are also really common that you can prepare for or consider for your own team Uh, mantine's up there vigoroth ninetales machamp galvantula pretty far down there is gorgeist which fish i think that's deceptive i think that's a little Got to gotta take a closer look at that, because when you register Gorgeist and Sylph, you have to decide. You have to register it as the super size, the large size, the small size, or the average size. So those are all listed differently in Sylph. So like super size is 5%, Gorgeist, large size is 4%, small 3 average 3 So when you combine all that together, it puts it within the top species, um, but how it's listed doesn't make it look that way. Does that make sense? It does. And I am using Gorgeist myself. It is a fantastic Vigoroth counter. And it does have play against your Dragonite and Steelix, even though it does um, lose in general. It's particularly a Dragonite. If you land a Shadow Ball on a Dragonite, it is over. That sounds so rewarding. <laughs> well, let's get on to our deep dive for this episode, and that is the Love Cup. DeFi, the Love Cup is a GBL Cup in the Great League where only red and pink Pokemon are allowed. The PV Poke Top 10 are Talonflame, Lickitung, Alomomola, Charizard, Metacham, Scolopede, Seeking, Galarian Slowbro, and Wigglytuff. But we need to give a dishonorable mention here to slot number 11, which is XL Chansey. Ooh, that thing is expensive. It is good. It is bulky. Even though its fast move of pound was debuffed recently, it's still really bulky and really good. And I'm I'm going to just reiterate my initial stance that nerfing pound did next to nothing to weaken that Pokemon. It's As you can see, it is still number 11 on the rankings. It just I'm I'm looking at PV Poke and now it just uses Zen Headbutt instead of Pound. Wait, does it actually recommend Zen Headbutt? It recommends Zen Headbutt wow, now instead of Pound. That's so funny. <laughs> um, so what are some other Pokemon that you can take a look at if you don't want to spend seven million Stardust on a Chansey and don't want to do that to your opponents? What else can you run? Well, there are of course things like Charm, 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 uh, Wigglytuff. 
Clefable, Aromatisse, any Charmer is good. Um, there's not really any sort of advantage that one Charmer gets you over another. The two things worth mentioning are that Wigglytuff will really help against Lickitung, which, as you might have heard, was second in the rankings. It double resists that Lick damage, and so it has a nice easy win against that. And Clefable does a little better against other Charmers than the rest of them do because of that Meteor Mash that can pretty much one-shot a Fairy-type Pokemon. Talonflame was number one on the rankings, and Talonflame works so well with an energy lead. With the Incinerate getting you 20 energy per move, if you can get your opponent into a situation where you have a shield advantage, they might be unshielded, you've got a bit of an energy lead, that can flip so many matchups in your favor. It also works really well as a lead Pokemon, so at the start of the battle with both shields in play on both sides, and as a closer when both players are all out of shields. Instead of two birds with one stone, I have two rocks here. The two rocks being Cargo and Crustle, which will both knock Talonflame out of the sky. Alomomola will also do a really good job um, hosing that thing down. Yeah, Brave Bird only does like 55% damage to an Alomomola or something dumb like that. So um, you can, you you do not, if you get an Alomomola into a Talonflame matchup, you do not have to spend a shield ever because you can tank a Brave Bird just fine and keep a water falling down. Speaking of Alomomola, it is against other things. It is a very consistent and bulky Pokemon. Um, There are a lot of glassy things in this meta, so having something really bulky in your team like Aloe can allow you to better delegate your shields to other Pokemon. The entire slow family has come out to play, but the number one is Galarian Slowbro running Poison Jab, Sludge Bomb, and Focus Blast. It'll beat a lot of the main meta, obviously your fairies, charmers. It'll beat Metacham really, really hard, which is fantastic. But if you don't have a Galarian Slowbro, you could also run Galarian Slowpoke XL, a confusion user. Uh, There's also regular old XL Slowpoke. Uh, Again, Confusion, Psyshock, Water Pulse, Galarian Slow King is an option. Regular Slow King, regular Slowbro. The whole whole family has really come out to play here, Fish. Yeah, even though the Kanto Slowbro is... That sounds fun, the Kanto Slowbro. Um, Even though that is ranked fairly low, it's down to number 68, I think. Um, I've been using it in my team because it, it, it just does wonders against the Medicham, like you said. It also walls an Alomomola. You can farm that thing down without having to throw a charge move or use a shield if you get that locked in. Um, Having that water typing is really handy to resist all the fires that are around. You just have to worry about an electrode, which can really do some harm there. Yep, I'm just looking. I have a perfect slowpoke, which is what you would want, just a regular slowpoke. And I Ooh. have enough XL candy for it. Oh, wow. Are you going to do it? I don't know. I don't have... I need to look. I only have three Kalarian Slowbros, and I don't think any of them are like PvP IVs. Yeah, sure. I need to go catch... What is it, like 10, 20 poison Pokemon to be able to evolve it? 
Oh, yeah, that's true. It, it has, like, a weird evolution cycle, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that's what's keeping me from using it. Otherwise, I absolutely would have Galarian Slowbro on my team. Uh, another cool thing about that is that it isn't weak to Psychic because that Psychic typing that it has neutralizes the weakness that the Poison would have. So those, those two types kind of work really well together in sync. Um, I mentioned Electrode before. Electrode, I think, is really, really good when you manage to get it into an energy lead situation with two bolt switches of energy lead. A regular Electrode can beat everything that is considered meta in Love Cup except for Vileplume and just Metacham. You can run it with Volt Switch, Discharge, and Foul Play, or Volt Switch, Discharge, and Hyper Beam. And I have managed to flip some battles on some unsuspecting trainers by Hyper Beaming something to win back Switch Advantage. So Lickitung, of course, rank two for an obvious reason. And even if it's not completely all the way decked out, you can still definitely use yours. Lick Jagger is currently sitting at level 46.5, needs to get to 50.5. <laughs> so it's I'm so close. It's so close. Um, I'm right around 100 XL candy short, but I know Lickit- I think Lickitung's coming to raids later this month. So that is definitely something I'm going to be keeping my eye out for. So it, what you're saying is that it currently can't get no satisfaction. <laughs> that is exactly what I'm saying. How's Licky Minaj doing? Uh, Licky Minaj is uh, taking a backseat at the moment because um, I've been doing PvP for three years now, and I still, in all that time, have never, ever built a Sableye. So I'm walking a Sableye right now. Nice. I built a Sableye, but it was before level 50. So my I have like a 90% uh, Sableye built. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to work. I got to find one that I want to purify so I can get that move return and then best buddy it and then walk it to get the XL candy. So it is going to it's going to take me some time. One other Pokemon that I will mention is Ariados, which is a bug poison type, double resistant counter, and it is just so spammy. Like it's just made of spam. It is. It's the spam Pokemon, DeFi, <laughs> because um, it's got okay. So Poison Sting, which is nine energy per move, four and a half energy per turn. It's the same energy generation as your Thundershock or your Mudshot, and Cross Poison, which is thirty-five energy, or Lunge, which is forty energy. Lunge lowers your opponent's attack by one stage every time. Cross Poison has a chance to raise your attack by two stages, making subsequent cross poisons even more damaging. That thing will fire off moves like you wouldn't believe. You like you can fire you'll be firing off another move before you can even finish saying Ariados use cross poison. I love it. I love that this little spider is getting some love. Galvantula, I think will always be my number one spooter, but I'm glad to see Ariados getting getting some love, getting some attention here. So one last thing I want to mention, because I think it's great. Go Stadium is a fantastic organization and they create infographics every once in a while. And they created a Metacores Love Cup edition. So we were talking about ABB lines earlier. Grasshole is the one that a lot of people know where you have two razor leafers, your lead followed by two razor leafers. They made an entire infographic 
of blank holes. So, for example, fish hole, which is a Galarian Slowbro and a Loma Mola and either a Sea King and an, or an Octillery in the back. You could do slow hole, which is a slow poke, a slow bro, and a slow king. All on the same team. I like charm pit, personally, <laughs> where you have a McCargo and two charmers in the back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like fire in the hole, which is a Medicham or a Scrafty in front, and then Talonflame and McCargo or Charizard in the back. And, of course, there's Charmageddon, which is all charmers all the time. I love this. This put a big smile on my face because I think it's funny. It's making fun of the way that we talk about a lot of these ABB lines that we were talking about earlier. So they give a lot of shout outs and I'm going to shout out all the same people. So thank you to PV Poke. We should thank PV Poke more often, honestly. Uh, Kakuna Matata, Matt is absolutely fantastic. Consider supporting PV Poke through Patreon. Also, think you should go battle log for their usage data. Um, the analysis for Go Stadium is done by Enhoff, Tangent444, Nessa Beethan, T. Waystell, and Polymers Up. And Polymers Up designed the graphic. So be sure to check out stadiumgaming.gg. Fantastic organization. With that, it is time for our shameless plugs. Did you just do Jigglypuff? I love it. I did not intend to do Jigglypuff, but I guess that is exactly what happened. Sometimes the best creations are completely on accident. All right, what's going on with Pallet Townfish? Well, because myself and one other admin in the server are from Australia, uh, we have been facilitating a lot of these Registeel raids. Regis- That's something we haven't even mentioned yet. Registeel is is in raids, people. This is not a drill. Go and grab your Zap Cannon Registeel. And there are a bunch of raids popping off in Pallet Town. We are also... This this is a bit of an exclusive. We are putting together like a bit of a, a GBL encounter tracker. So a uh, few people are going to start uh, keeping track of, of all the encounters they get in, in GBL and putting them into a, a fancy schmancy graph and provide that for the patrons at a certain level to help them work out what they need to counter when they're forming their own team. So really excited to get that off the ground. What about you, DeFi? Very cool. I don't have a lot going on. I've got a, maybe a tournament hosting in the works. I'll be able to probably come back with more about that next week. And with that, we love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for Fish or for myself, you can direct your feedback to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. In the show description, you can click on more Fish or more DeFi to take you to our other projects like the Pallet Town server or my Twitter account or my Twitch and just other ways to contact us. We'll see you next week. Bye. All right. Thanks a million fish and DeFi. That was wonderful as always. All right, Kyle, we just got out of that. It's like walking through a doorway. I forgot what I was in this room to do. Could you help me out? It's time for emails. Oh, of course. Let me check. Oh, sadly, no voicemails. But that's okay. We got plenty of emails for y'all. First emails from Justin. They said, hey, GoCast team. Love the pod. I've been a listener for a while, but first time emailer. I'm a 25-year-old dad of two from Perth, Australia, and Pokemon Go is the only real way for me to play any type of video game in peace. I'm lucky I have a great job that allows me to travel the country, so I've explored a lot of Australia playing the game. I had a weird experience in my local raid group this week. 
every morning I go to the gym and usually defeat the Pogo gym at the same place. Another player in my raid group chat was not happy. I knocked her Pokemon out of the gym. It was only in there for seven minutes. She told me my gym etiquette was not right and I should leave her Pokemon in the gym so she could obtain her 50 coins. Is this actually a thing? This woman was incredibly angry at me and it caught me off guard. Shiny vibes all from Justin. Well, this is not the first time we've heard this. It definitely won't be the last, I'm sure. Some people are crazy and protective like that. (laughs) And I think the last time we talked about it, my verdict was if you are in a small town where everybody knows each other and everybody communicates with each other, yeah, it's not that great to kick somebody out after they've just taken the gym. But if you're in anything but a very small town, those gyms are all free for all at all points in the day. Yeah, no, that's that's 100% that. I mean, I'm all for being kind and stuff like that and, you know, being polite if somebody else has that gym and they've made a, a very polite request from people in their local community to adhere to certain rules and everybody's agreed on it, then that's awesome, just like what Kyle said. But ultimately, I've been, the stories that I hear about this when these people are, like, outraged about people not following the rules that they have invented themselves, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Those people can get over themselves. Again, not to be rude, right? But if this individual had approached Justin and was like, oh, hey, um, I haven't seen you around here before. Uh, you know, my local community, in, you know, we follow these rules here. So just an FYI, um, you know, we let people sit around in gyms here. But even if that's the case, you do not owe them anything. It is part yeah. of the game to take the gyms. Be polite, work with others. But at the end of the day, the gym system is like one of the only slightly competitive overworld stuff that we have. Actually, it's the only thing that we have for that. So you're meant to knock other people out. You are. Yeah. <laughs> so that's quite all right. But again, you know, if you're like Kyle said, if you're part of a small community and everybody else agrees on a rule set, we would encourage you to not be a stick in the mud and be a team player <laughs> within reason of course a lot of people hold gyms for a week because i think it's funny yeah it's your turn to generate a gold medal this week no <laughs> excuse me get out of here <laughs> yeah there are people like that i'm telling you i i know but i don't feel like that sort of person could get a large group of people in a small community to agree to that no you know that you're we're talking by small community i mean like like a hundred people like yeah. very small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's a group of five that have just, you know, made a discord and they call themselves the local community, that's not a local community. That's a small gang. Yeah, they don't exactly. <laughs> they don't know to black. extort Pokemon go players for their poker coins. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No way. We paid for those gyms with our trainer tax money. That's public property. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank you very much for the email, Justin. This next one is from Tyler, our very own Team Magma Tyler. Hey, Kyle. Oh, this is to you, Kyle. Why don't you read this? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Tyler said, hey, Kyle, regarding the last week's show, Chris said he doesn't care about catching Paris in either Go or Legends Arceus. For someone who claims to love bug type, what's the deal? Is he pretending to love bug types and the ruse is up? As somebody who is hashtag Weedle Gang, I would love to get to the bottom of this for all bug type lovers out there. Best regards, Team Magma Tyler. 
Well, now I, I want to correct because I don't remember this. I don't remember what exactly was said last week, but I'm pretty sure it was just not liking Paris in Legends Arceus. I don't think it was about Go. That's right. And to Tyler specifically, how dare you <laughs> question my love of bug type Pokemon? I'm one of the, the loudest proponents of bug type Pokemon in the public sphere. Get out of here, dude. No, I, I just really don't enjoy the catching experience in, in Arceus because they're super aggressive and I like sneaking up on them, uh, but they're very difficult to, to yeah, catch. Yeah. Paris aggro range in Legends Arceus is very large. It is, it is. It is. obnoxiously so for such a small Pokemon. And in Go, I did say I usually skip catching them, and but I forgot that they gave you extra Stardust because Tiny Mushroom, right? Yeah. But uh, I used to skip over them just because I, I forget that the Shiny is out <laughs> and I already have a million of them from a long time ago. So I don't know. That's just me, I guess. <laughs> I like them. They're cool. I have to have a least favorite bug type Pokemon, Tyler. I have to. That's just the rules. <laughs> I can love them all, but dislike Paris, you know? Jeez. <laughs> I never, Kyle. Have you ever been this offended by somebody's opinion? Yes. Daily. <laughs> on, a, on a regular basis. Anybody who says they like Klefki. Ooh. <laughs> says the guy with a Klefki plush behind him on the wall. <laughs> It's not a plush. It was hand knit mm. over like a foam core. Yep. It's not and squishy. It was a gift. And it, it was also a gift. was a gift. So yeah. it had it, there it goes. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. It's the outlier. <laughs> uh, but thanks, I guess, for that email, Tyler. Jeez. This next one is from James. Hey, Chris and Kyle. Lurgan Rocket here to provide some information and getting best buddies a little quicker and with less time and effort than what was explained in episode 176. Oh, boy. Okay. You can earn the Battle Together hearts through leaving a Go Rocket grunt battle after hitting one fast move yourself, accelerating the pace at which you can earn the Battle Together hearts, as compared to losing against a Go Rocket grunt or through battling the team leaders. Your buddy only needs to be in the battle party to receive the heart. It does not need to deal damage with one fast move itself. A Go Rocket balloon will stay active for 20 minutes from when it initially spawns, granting enough time to feed three berries, take a snapshot, play with the buddy, and then leave the Go Rocket grunt battle from a balloon three times with seven different with seven different buddies <laughs> before the balloon despawns. This will earn six hearts, which will take 50 days to achieve best buddy status, excluding any bonus hearts from gifts and souvenirs. If a player readily has access to Poffins, such as through AR scan tasks, this process will award 16 hearts total, bringing the number of days required to achieve best buddy status down to 19 days. To quickly complete AR scan tasks for Poffins, stop the scan halfway through, around 15 seconds when the record button is available to press, tap upload later, go to settings and scroll down to Pokestop <laughs> contribution section, tap to upload the scan, and turn off enable Pokestop scan. This will stop the upload of the scan, saving data, and delete the scan, while it's giving completion for having performed the scan from the AR scan task. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this also does not detract from the AR contribution caps. You aren't limited to X number of scans over whatever period of time they would normally refresh. Hope this helps those who were looking to grind out best buddies. Stay safe and shiny vibes all. Lurgan Rocket. <laughs> this is great information. Great I'm impressed. I am very impressed. This was well thought out and well written. I could never care this much about the buddy system. Yeah, absolute respect. 
mm-hmm. for all of the best buddies out there. And this is a great system to use, but oh my gosh. Yeah. The more I read, the more I was like, wow, like what, what a degree of distance we're going to in order to achieve this. I mean, this is pretty much like um, a speed running guide, you yep. know? It, so it appeals to both Kyle and I, cause we love watching video game speed runs. Uh, but <laughs> I wasn't expecting it for buddies. That's awesome. <laughs> So uh, anyway, if anybody's interested in getting the text version of this guide, I'd be happy to uh, send it to you if you'd like. But let me know and and I can do that. I'll, I save all of our emails and everything. So no worries. But thank you, Lurk and Rocket, very much. Very helpful, I'm sure, to several people listening. Great. Our next email is from Pepper is Found. Hello, Chris and Kyle. Heads up, this email is a big one. Humble brag. So buckle up. I'm writing this in a hotel overseas, way overseas. I flew over to good old Chicago, Illinois, almost cried at how big the international airport is, but I stayed strong. Also, wow, that's a big city. And I just got a glimpse at it. After that, I stayed up for the 10-hour flight to London and caught my first panseer, the fire monkey from black and white, while fighting to stay awake for the next flight. (laughs) That's great. That's right, one more flight. And after a sorry attempt to sleep for several more hours, I landed in Bahrain, an island in the Middle East near Saudi Arabia. Over 10,000 kilometers in trade distance for one trade in my hometown. I have a friend back in the States who has 200 plus Pokemon on standby to trade when I get back. Yes, we planned this big time. <laughs> I caught 12 Panseer, one Corsola, and only four Tropius. For such a big guy, he sure is good at hiding. I only met one Pogo player here, so I kept my sharing of Pogo limited to showing off Tropius because, come on, he's a flying brontosaurus with bananas growing from his neck. Everyone's got to love him. I did a lot of walking and abused a spotty service spot in my hotel for extra distance and got my first Adventure Sync 10K egg. Some may call that cheating. I call it compensation for taking a few days to get my data slash Pogo working properly. Besides, I did walk a ton in the city. Hey, <laughs> drift is not cheating. Yeah, dr- drift isn't your fault. Mm-mm. Yeah. You just took advantage of it. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Within reason. <laughs> Towards the end, I was getting worried I wasn't going to get a shiny. Then it happened. A Shundo magic carp from field research oh, wow. figures as Bahrain is known for its gold. I'm thrilled because Gyarados has more use in Master League Classic than in Master League No Limit, and I excelled a little on my non-shiny hundo. I cannot wait to flex this shiny when I feel like being humbled in Master League. <laughs> I took advantage of the time zone difference and helped lead a raid hour with the powerhouse Registeel. Wow, popped a lucky egg, and if you get fast lobbies, you get so much experience from not only the raid, but new friend bonuses too, assuming the lobbies are all new friends. It was nice to also reach out to my local Discord and help them get into raids before they even had Registeel raids happening. Oh, that's such a cool thing. That's great. Finally, I fly back the day after Flabebe is released. So here's hoping I can stock up on Red Beauties to bring home a bouquet to my Valentine. And I shall leave you all on that wholesome note. Shiny <laughs> vibes all. Pepper is found. Oh, I love it. That's I an adventure. I love it. Yeah, it sure is. I am mostly jealous of the Tropius catching yeah. 
But yeah. I've also heard the same people. Some people that had like layovers in those countries are like, yeah, I'm going to catch a bunch of tropes. I'm going to run outside really quick and catch like 10. No, like one <laughs> if they're lucky. Yeah. I, I kind of think about that every once in a while. You Because Pepper's found to say you got 12 pants here in your layover in London. And I think about if somebody were to come to the States for like a layover and want a pan pour. I don't think I, I see like maybe two a week. Yeah. I don't think that they would see one. I think they'd yeah. probably see a Taurus first. Yeah. And even that Taurus is not very common at all either. No. Like, I would say it's, you know, uncommon, but on like the rare end of that scale. It's very strange when you consider other regions with regionals like Mr. Mime is the Pidgey of spawns in uh, Europe. Is for that example. True? Really? Huh? Yeah. It, well, at the very least, I've heard in like Germany and stuff, it's everywhere. Like, sure. you can't walk down the block without seeing five of them. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying in a in a way. <laughs> <laughs> they have an infestation problem, and the thing is, is like you don't want to call an exterminator because they look like people, and so it's weird. You know, it's it's uncomfortable <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, thank you very much for your email, Pepperus Found. That was great, and I hope that your Valentine enjoys the red. Uh, the red flababes. And this last email is from our main man, Mitch. Hey, Chris and Kyle. First of all, Legends Arceus. Oh my God, I love this game. I'm about 30 hours in and I'm just now getting tired of the research level system. Overall, filling the Pokedex will be a long, arduous task. But you know, I'm filling that thing up. Hashtag Syndical Collective. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Go wise, I have been having stupid good shiny vibes. I have Go Plus two shiny Litleo, a Trubbish, Sunkern, and a Chort oh and a Torchic over the past few events. Sometimes it pays to play passively. Very excited for Johto Tour, an event in which I will be participating very, very actively. He'll be at a dead sprint the entire time. <laughs> I would like to point out that in response to a Pokepole months ago, too lazy to look up when, regarding future com days, I proposed a Hopip community day with research entitled A Hopip Skip and a Jump. I posited that the move could be Worry Seed, and it would have great relevance in PvP. Pretty close. No? You can always consult the Great Gravini for predictions <laughs> of future <laughs> events and go. I predict a third Charmander Community Day. Community Day Classic. Uh, yeah, I, I think I would probably that's, that's a, that That's too. a safe bet right there. It's a pretty safe bet, yeah. Uh, goals for this week. 40 Shiny Hopip, 500,000 Stardust on 1 million experience. Thanks, guys. Shiny vibes all. Cooks gravy and all other associated titles slash parties. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was talking with Mitch a little bit today, and he was on a roll. I'm not sure if he actually hit 40 or not. I'll have to check in with him uh, for next time. But I am almost positive he got his 500,000 stardust because about two hours in, we had both been like we're both at 300k. So <laughs> absolutely done over there for sure. But thank you very much for your email mitch that's that's awesome we are also kyle and i are so thrilled for johto tour so excited mm -hmm. oh my gosh i can't wait and it's like we know very little about it so I, i'm still holding out hope that there will be something monumental and super exciting about it but even if it's not i'm still gonna love it <laughs> i'll be honest with you kyle yeah i mean i'm just excited for something going on can, can be true. anything yeah, and these uh, and these tours are like very different than community days, and it's nice, refreshing experience. So, mm -hmm. 
Excellent. Excellent. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Then if you, dear listener, would like to send us an email like these fine folks did, by the way, thank you, Mitch, for your email. You can send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. If you'd like to learn more about us and everything GoCast Podcast, you can visit our website, gocastpodcast.com. We just moved some things around on there, so it looks a little bit different now. Uh, for Twitter, follow us at GoCastPodcast, not our only, but our only active social media account. You can help support us monetarily via Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCastPodcast, where as little as $1 of support a month to our show gets you access to our best perk which is the Discord server that we talk about all the time. But shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons who make all of this possible and more. Thank you to Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zegwalker, Andrew, Robert, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Ben, Marvin, and Mimi, Swartz, Thayer, Jason, Charles, Modders, and Devante. Thank you very, very much to all of you for your support and helping us keep the digital lights on. Oola boop. But if you'd like to help support the show in a way that's not monetarily because you already have or just not possible for you, you can always leave us a review. It's free to do so. And you can leave a review on pretty much any podcasting platform. Uh, just about a few stragglers here now, like Google Podcasts and stuff. But like I've said in the past, Spotify added it, but it's only via mobile version. So uh, if you'd like to help support the show, a review anywhere goes miles miles and miles and miles uh okay so before we do goals very quick i kind of want to give you guys a heads up we recorded today saturday late in the week because on tuesday kyle and i sat down at our usual time slot to have like a a big meeting talk about stuff and plans for this entire year so i'm going to tell you some things now there'll be more stuff later uh so this isn't everything that we covered but the pertinent important things right now are that this upcoming week, in addition to our regular episode, we're going to be recording a podcast, a spoiler-free and a spoiler cast, um, either together or separately for our experiences in in Legends Arceus, because Kyle and I just want to talk about that game all the time because it's really awesome. So we're going to record it and let you all listen to it too. Kyle put together a great outline, uh, which is awesome because I didn't know where to start. (laughs) So that'll be fun. And we also put up information about the meetup that we mentioned a long time ago that's going to be happening in May. If you go to gocastpodcast.com, you'll see a tab that says, you know, meetup, right? 2022 up there. You can click on that for more information. There's also a button to RSVP. So if you're interested, uh, go ahead and check that out. It is free to attend. You just have to get yourself there and feed yourself. (laughs) So, yep, there's that. All right, Kyle, I think that covered anything. What did I miss? Uh, it's time for goals. Oh, I, yep, there is that. Let's set some goals then. Ah, uh, goals. What's happening this week? Uh, I mean, nothing. This is this is the, the lull between now and Johto Tour, just about. Well, I mean, we have the Valentine stuff, but that's that's going to be over very shortly. Yeah, we already did it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a silly one, but I'm going to finish my level 43 challenge, which is not much of a goal, but it's something. Okay. I I am level 44 for those who don't remember, so I've had this for a while. Oh my gosh. Since we're going to record in, in short order, I'm going to say 100,000 experience, and let's say 20 eggs. 
Okay, I'm also doing something similar. I'd written down some things for myself, and I was like, oh, you're right. We're recording again in like three days. So, hmm, something smaller. So for you, it was finish the 43 challenge, 100,000 experience, and 20 eggs. Yep. All right. For myself, I'm doing 20 eggs, 200,000 stardust, and here's going to be the one that trips me up, one shiny. It's (laughs) anything. I don't care what it is. I'm holding out hope for a love disc <laughs> uh, or another odd note or something. That'd be kind of cool. Ah, oh, love disc is a great shiny. Yeah, it is. It really, really is. Okay. That's the end of the show for real. Thank you everybody for listening all the way through to the end of episode 178. Lots of exciting things happening this year. Kyle and I are excited to hit the ground running in several different uh, ways. And we're excited to share those with you as they unfold uh, moving forward. So until next time, see ya. Bye. Bye.